It's awesome if it's life-size, David. If I can really <laughs> hug that joystick with my body and stamp the button. Yeah, but you, the joystick's too far from the buttons. Your legs You're too go. far from the buttons. Yeah, fuck you, David. When I'm torrenting on recordings, internet, it sends a warning, and I don't think it'll download in time. By the time I've watched the show, it's half past time to go. Turn on one more switch and make the show sit right. Hello and welcome to Saved by the Bell Reviewed, the podcast which reviews every episode of Saved by the Bell, even the ones born of promotional cash and acid trips. Oh my god. If you ever doubted if we meant it when we said every episode. (laughs) This is the episode that proves it. Uh, I am your master programmer, Austin Gorton, (laughs) and with me in the home of the Mary Tyler Moore Show and coach is... John Moshita. (laughs) If you're if you're John Moshita, then I want you talking fast this whole time. <laughs> I could do it. I'd be like, hey, let's go. Let's do this. I know. That was, that was great. That was bad. No, I'd be like, hey, my name is David Bittenhofer, and we're here with us. Hey, by the way, reviewed. He's sipping soda right now. <laughs> He's drinking a soda while he did that. He's like a ventriloquist. Uh, and in the land of Grimm and Portlandia, sorry, guys, there's not a lot of great shows set in Portland, we have... Uh, Carolyn Maine, and I have been on Portlandia. Have you? Ooh. Yeah, as an extra. Oh, I had a drawing that was on Portlandia. Nice. It's the only time I've ever seen my work in something and felt ashamed. Because <laughs> I'm sorry that it fucked that show. Yeah, no, it usually fucking sucks, like true Portland. It's terrible. Um, also, a lot of good movies have been filmed in Portland, like pretty much all of Gus Van Sant's movies. Yeah, we're, talk- we're talking about TV shows here. And, okay. and, and who is that that fucking hates Portlandia? Uh, Camp Candy, former counselor, Ryan Alexander Tanner. (laughs) I bet you ate all the candy. I did, that's why former counselor. Right, they kicked him out for all the candy. (laughs) They made me leave in 1989. Uh, For the record, I also am wearing a Nintendo glove, and I'm I'm, I'm changing space-time with it. Carol, I love your power glove. Thank you. It's so bad. So bad? Uh, For those of you who don't know, and that's probably most of you, Mm -hmm. this week we're reviewing the infamous lost episode of Saved by the Bell, Who Shrunk Saturday Morning, in which Zack, Screech, Slater, and Lisa get sucked into a cheaply constructed TV land filled with clips from NBC's upcoming Saturday morning lineup. All the while, Kelly and Jesse try to distract the heretofore unseen and never seen again Bayside truant officer while their friends leisurely make their way back to school one awkward clip at a time. So can I say a couple things? Uh, Well, one is that none of us had ever heard of this, right? Oh my god. I should give a shout out to uh, the website 80s Playground. Uh, which is 1980s.me is the is the website, um, and I actually I believe he he wrote a positive review of our show early early in its goings. Good man, good man. Um, but yeah. I I think he's generally credited with the person who like dug this up and put it on YouTube. At least the wow. the version we watched on YouTube, I'm fairly certain he posted it on YouTube. Was he the one who emailed us? I I don't know. Well, when we got a couple of emails about this, yeah. And so that's why we did it. But so that's, uh, yeah, so this, none of us had ever seen this before or even knew it existed until recently. Me very recently. <laughs> the, other, the other thing is that um, 
I'm just going to out Carol for yeah, go ahead. Let's having do accidentally it. watched the pilot instead of this. Uh, I, I was super ready to talk about Jonathan Brandis again, you guys. Well, so since you watched it and since we're not doing it, mm-hmm. the pilot. Of Good Morning, uh, Miss Bliss. Yeah, will you give us just your two-minute... Yeah, I'll uh, just give you a couple observations. On the pilot. Uh, it's interesting watching the husband when you know that he dies <laughs> in between these oh, episodes. Oh, Haley Mills' husband is in it? He's, he's in it. Oh, wow. Tina's blonde, and I thought... There's a weird Mr. Belding, and I thought that that Belding was the husband, and it was weird when Miss Bliss made out with him. Are they all different actors? No, just Belding. So Tina is the same actress, but she's yes, blonde? Yes, yes. Huh. And Jamil White has, like, baby bug eyes. Urkel? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Urkel's in it, and Jonathan Brandis. Jonathan Brandis and... looks like 1991 with his bowl cut. And uh, Brian Austin Green. Yes. Hell yeah. My yep. boy. <laughs> but it did not have Marsha Warfield, which is my one major complaint. Did it have Zach? No, it had like an, another baby business boy. Did it have anyone screeches in it? Right? Nope. No. Is anyone from the series in just, the pilot? Just Miss Bliss. Oh, Bliss so I guess that's and why. Tina. And yeah. there's no Milo. No Milo. Fuck it. And is in a different building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why okay. bother? Do you have any final thoughts on it? Uh, that was that that baby boy Jonathan Brandis got to sleep over at Bliss's house, and he had a perfect bowl cut. All right. He, he looked like the past. He looked like 1989. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. beautiful, and he died too young. That's all. Well, I don't feel bad about not watching and, that. Ever. And I <laughs> said my my favorite thing about the pilot. I said this before was that mm-hmm. the first sentence I think in the entire pilot is, "Hello, I recently got married, so my name is now Mrs. Davis." Mm-hmm. But I'm still going to go by Miss Bliss. And I'm like, Ms. why Bliss are you invalidating the title of this show? <laughs> like, from step one. <laughs> like, of this entire... It's to show that she's liberated. It's to show who owns her. Yep. Yeah, I don't well, what, know. If, if it was a show she was liberated, you'd think she'd be like, I got married this summer, but my last name is still Bliss. Yeah. Oh, so it's, I got married this summer, and true to form, I took my husband's name. But in this classroom, you can still call me Miss Bliss, because that sounds better as the title for this TV show. <laughs> so the other thing I wanted to talk about, if I may, mm-hmm. is uh, this legacy of shit like this, because I remember... Yeah, this is pretty. This was pretty common back in the day. Yeah, well, I remember... The thing I remember most was TGIF doing it. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. we're clarifying that now we're talking about the Who Shrunk mm-hmm. Saturday Morning, right? Yeah, yes. like, I remember hanging with Mr. Cooper doing both. They did two things sometimes on TJF. They would do a, just a 30-minute Saturday morning cartoon promo mm-hmm. for the fall cartoons. And they also sometimes would do a whole, basically, an infomercial about the upcoming animated Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I specifically remember hanging with Mr. Cooper doing both of those. So, but I'm sure that other shows did. So did did this take place like late? Like I I guess I was wondering when this aired. It looked like it was yeah debuting say by the bell. When it, did it aired end? September 9th, nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was despite the fact that it kind of functions as an origin for the show. It yeah. super does, you guys. It all made sense. I'm so happy we got this ending. It aired the same day as the fourth episode of Saved by the Bell. Well, in true Saved by the Bell fashion. Yes. So, so it, it aired on a Saturday morning? Yes. Yeah, I love that. Like, you wake up and you're so confused, and then you watch something like that, and you rub your eyes, and you're like, is this real life? <laughs> well, this was a good reminder for me of why, at this specific time, I didn't really watch this channel. Like, I remember only watching Save by the Bell later in syndication, 
because I didn't, what was this, NBC? NBC, yeah. yeah. I didn't really watch the NBC Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, see, and I watched a couple of these. Yeah, there's yeah, only one I really watched, and I'll yeah. give you one guess. I think as to we're what. all going to agree on which is the one. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I, I think it's not the Karate Kid cartoon. <laughs> Camp Candy. I did. Dude. <laughs> Guys, I told, I, I kind of love Camp Candy. I would like to watch more of it right now. So we start in, in Homeroom. They're calling the classic Bayside classroom Homeroom mm-hmm. at this point. And uh, everybody except for Screech and Zack are there. And I guess it's the first day of school and they're late. But then wouldn't you know that there's just this random ass TV gratuitously placed in the classroom <laughs> and that's where Screech and Zack are. Oh my yeah. god, this like broke all my walls at once. Fourth wall. <laughs> the fifth Brain and wall. Sixth wall. All my walls. I have no more boundaries. <laughs> I want to go into the computer television land and live there. So I I have a question beep, about beep, this beep, premise. Beep, 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 boop. <laughs> the premise is that Screech's shrinking machine, yes. whatever, <laughs> He is with the shrink is tiny zoinker. Wait, when do you want to make it bigger? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, they say that his shrinking machine backfired, but I'm like, but you shrank, so it didn't backfire. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but did they, they shrink? Wanna... Yeah, no, they, they got went teleported into TV. to an alternate universe. That's my question is, why does a shrinking ray make them go inside of TV? Well, because you're small, so you can fit inside the TV. No. <laughs> That's just what they tell you when they're shrinking you. It says they get carried away in a TV wavelength. <laughs> and there's like... <laughs> Like, there's some comic book science at work there, but I'm not sure why that translates to them ending up in, like, an alternate reality populated by TV stars. I think this might be my favorite episode. Carol, Carol, no lie. I'm pretty sure this is my favorite episode. Yeah, dude, yeah, dude. It was like the frosting on the cake. Like, this is what I want to watch. It was so cracked out. I love going inside. We're, like, inside the looking glass. So, Carol, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Why does... Getting hit with the shrink ray make them go inside the TV. <laughs> David already gave you the answer. We're going to Carol, give you. Carol, I want to hear your answer. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't answer that for a reason. Because it doesn't make sense. Yeah, because it's not even important. Because it's important <laughs> that we're inside the internet now, is and that it's the important. Internet? Yes, it is. Yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, this this episode transcends like time mm-hmm. and uh, space. You don't understand it. It's like everything I've been trying to do with the fan fiction. Okay. <laughs> it occupies all space and time. This really does read a lot like Thank your you. fan fiction if <laughs> we put in it. plugs to TV shows. <laughs> and if you bleep out nudity. a lot of the fucking... Yeah, less yeah. You know, nudity and, and sex acts. <laughs> Thank so. you. That's really high praise. Maybe it's, they shrunk so much that they just ended up breaking through like a... Uh, barrier of some sort like some a uh, reality like in marvel comics when you shrink so small you then get transported to the microverse yeah. oh yeah you guys does ant-man ever go inside someone's butt well probably i'm sure he does okay yeah. that's all i needed to know thank you okay see you next week <laughs> <laughs> guess what i'm trying to say oh, yeah. is that why would you specify that it was a shrinking ray if that doesn't really get you to why isn't it like a radio transmitter or something saved by the bell yeah, <laughs> I'm saying the writers barely gave a crap when they're actual episodes, and now you just stick this new, like, uh, preview <laughs> episode? You think they, they're just putting words together. I know, I know. He takes his cell phone and he makes it have sex with a remote control, and mm. the baby puts them in TV. Alright. They had to say it was a shrink ray, so the 
who shrunk Saturday morning title would make sense. Yes, which is okay. of course trying to lampoon off the the then smash success of uh, Honey I Shrunk the Kids. I'm fairly certain. All right. All right. It's a pretty clunky title to yes, relate, frankly. Yes, oh yeah, that hasn't yeah. been yeah. specified. So a couple, so a couple big takeaways from this first scene. Zach manages to hit on Kelly. Mm-hmm. Jesse yeah. finds a way to be a shrill buzzkill. Yep. And then Slater gets a chance to be sexist before he and Lisa run off to Screech's basement. And Screech has a basement. Yeah, there's yes. a basement set. There is nowhere else I'd learn... rather not go than Screech's basement. <laughs> True, like worse than his bedroom. We also learn that Bayside apparently has a truant officer that makes oh Freddy Krueger look like the Easter Bunny. And it's Roz. Oh my god. I had a hard time. I couldn't catch if her name was... Miss Badwin or Magwin or something like that. It's Marsha Warfield. But yeah, spoiler alert, Marsha Warfield plays her. I was so happy to see her. <laughs> she was in the college years once, right? Yep, with with Jonathan Brandis. With Jonathan was Brandis in the and pilot. Brian Austin Green and Mr. Belding. Right, I had, awesome. I had a big reunion today. So that was basically like the bit part reunion, that college years episode. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Did you notice that when uh, Slater and Jesse run off to Screech's basement, that leaves Kelly and Jesse behind, just like in the Tory years? Mm. Oh, yeah. How'd they know to work in that foreshadowing? Just like they knew that Roz would come back in the college years. Right, knew exactly. In oh, my God. So we're in, uh, we go to Screech's basement. There's a Screech basement set. Got a big old shrinking ray in it. Yeah, so just, just for the record, don't go there. this dumb promotional episode designed to hook kids on other TV shows was willing to pony up the dough <laughs> to build an entirely new set for Saved by the Bell. Well, it could have been somewhere else, right? Maybe another I mean, maybe. show had it. That was my only question. Like, but then when you get into like inside the TV verse, like, what set would that have been from? That looks like where guys. kids go to play laser tag. Yeah. Whatever it, looks it is, exactly I like go where there. kids go to play laser tag. <laughs> it's heaven, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's inside <laughs> the looking glass. It's so Slater and Lisa are trying to hit the reverse switch on Screech's shrink ray. Just roll with this, people. Yep. Uh, but Lisa just sort of like falls into the beam and Slater tries to grab her and then they get shrunk and end up where Screech and Zack are. And Screech gets mad at Slater's handsiness with Lisa and Zack's like, yeah, you go boy, harass her. And then uh, they're trying to figure out where they're at and they hear Alf talking. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's like, this is what I want to happen to me when I die. <laughs> this is, I want to go into a computer land and I want Alf to be there and I want him to show me some really bad Alf cartoon footage. So Alf's like, hey dummies, you're in NBC Saturday morning TV land. Alf is such a dick. He's a total dick, dude. I wa- yeah, uh, do you guys know when Alf is on set, how they have to do it is by, like, a bunch of holes in the floor? <laughs> yes. And it's really hard to act on an Alf set, because if one small step, you'll break a knee and they will mm-hmm. shoot you like a horse. I've That's why there was, like, eight different actors that played the kid. Yeah. Who knew Alf had a Saturday morning cartoon show? I did. Oh, so, I remembered, well, I looked it up, because I had a vague memory of this, mm-hmm. and then I, I, I went back to it. But so he didn't have a Saturday morning cartoon. He had two because <laughs> what they're promoting here is Alf Tales, which right. is plugging Alf into classic stories. But uh, there's also okay. Alf Adventures or something like right. that. Right? Wasn't Adventures the first? That I mean, came that the first, and they plug it second in this. Yeah. yeah, and that's like the prequel to the series where it's shit he did on Melmac. 
Yeah. It's kind of impressive that a TV series that barely made it three seasons had this many spinoffs. Well, also, it yeah. had two cartoons that got canceled in their first season. Yeah. It was yeah. a pretty solid brand. Like, when they introduced the Elf cartoons here, he's like, and all of your favorites. <laughs> I can't really do Elf. He's like, and, and I was like, those aren't my favorites. Then you're like, oh, I was supposed to have watched the show that he introduced the second already to like these weird extra Alf Malmachian yeah. guys with penis, wart penis faces. Well, in the second Alf cartoon they show had surprisingly quality animation. Yeah, there, this yeah, the was the first a really one looked pretty era. crappy, but the second one was yeah, yeah, as we're watching these, that, that was one of my notes is as a kid, you don't realize how bad some of the cartoon animation is. Yeah. Yeah, like and He-Man, you when you watch it as, as yeah. you watch He-Man as an adult, you're like, oh, there's actually about 15 seconds of animation in an entire <laughs> episode. Yeah, of original animation. Everything else is just a rerun. Yeah. yeah, and that title sequence is still fire. Yeah, they always spend yeah. their entire budget on the title. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then also, we should also note that this, there's no laugh track throughout this entire Oh, there's no yeah. laugh track in heaven. They put the money for the laugh track into those laser lights on the floor. Oh, and it just makes the bad jokes seem even worse. <laughs> well, my, my note there is that uh, they have this really obligatory laughter to Alf's jokes. Alf's like, suck my dick. And they're like, ah, ha, 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 ha. Oh, yeah, the actor. Yeah, the actor. Yeah, yeah the, the TV four mm. that are in there with them. Oh, Alf. I also thought, this is me maybe reading way too much into this, but the first clip that Alf shows of his Alf tales, whereas Ryan said he gets plugged into classic stories, is like Alf does Wizard of Oz. Right. And then I kind of feel like the plot of this thing is loosely Wizard of Oz-esque. Yeah. Yeah. And so I wonder if that... If that's like a stunning coincidence or if they intentionally showed a clip from the Wizard of Oz elf tale. I would wager that that was just the clip that they had. Yeah, the stunning coincidence. I mean, maybe the coincidence is how lazy people are always parroting the Wizard of Oz. (laughs) (laughs) Also, in that elf tales clip, he referred to his... uh, his red high tops as his ruby topsiders. Yikes. And that's my favorite new term for shoes ever. Wow. Let's go to the mall and get some ruby topsiders. Hell yeah. Maybe you'll meet a foot dude at the foot store. (laughs) So we come back from commercial and Screech blames his cat for getting them shrunk, which is all just to set up a joke about how Alf likes to eat cats. Oh, yeah. So is this the origin of Screech's, like, obsession with Alf? Well, he, no, he knew, he was the one who recognized Alf's voice. Yeah, but does this, like, solidify it for him, though? It makes it all different, David. He meets Alf. (laughs) I thought he was just grasping at straws like me and experiencing television from this side of the glass. (laughs) But they prove that he lives inside TV. He's hung out with Alf, man. That changes Screech. I think I think it's the origin in the sense that this points out that they're owned by the same network. Yeah, so <laughs> it changes everything. <laughs> Which honestly, I don't think I realized when we were talking about the episodes in which Screech kept making Elf references. Uh-huh. I'm not uh-huh. sure I knew then. I had remembered that they were both on the same network. Yeah, Elf does And there was the Elf, Elf cartoon that was happening like in the like, same right block as Yeah, Saved by the Bell. Yeah, Elf seems yeah. more like a, a Fox show to me. Yeah. So this is this is where we get another another the the clip of the other Alf show, and he lays a little bit of plot on us. Mm. In which case, he tells them that they need to find the master programmer to send them home. I wonder who it's going to be. 
but he's hard to find. <laughs> well, frankly, if you don't and... know the ending, you there's no way you could guess who it is. I, I guessed. I tried to get Carol to guess. She didn't get guess correct. I guessed Balky. <laughs> yeah. I I guessed Matlock. Yep. <laughs> uh, they drop in a uh, they drop in a pretty stale Dan Quayle joke. Yeah. yeah. So Quayle. And well, then, kids and on Saturday he... morning. They just yep. love Dan Quill jokes. <laughs> Dude, I could not get enough of those. Like, TV would not stop making them. Yeah. So he tells them they need to follow the circuit path road to get to the master programmer. And we see that the uh, Golden Four are walk dancing along the... Yeah, that was really weird. I feel like that had no road. rehearsal at all. I feel like they just started filming and there was someone on the side like, ah, kind of dance while you do it. Like, it was just really off the cuff. And, and like, one Slater kind of does a little shimmy while he's walking down the Yeah. And, like, no one else lights. dances at all. He just screech, like, stumbles like uh, a crow. Yeah, one of them, I think Lisa, like, jumps across from one marker on the ground to another or something. Yeah, they're all kind of jiving their way down the road. And then, uh, wouldn't you know it, but Terrible Test of Verde shows up. Yeah! Oh my god, his outfit is what I'm gonna wear when I'm a ghost. If you thought that, like, Willy Wonka looked like someone dreamed him up while on acid, this is that on acid. With computers. Yeah, and wait, like 86 this is, music. You, wait, you're saying that this is someone who dreamed up Willy Wonka on acid on acid? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I can't even it's follow nuts. that. It's uh, You need more acid. So, yeah, so I this was filmed after the first season, I assume, right? No. This was, I tell you, this aired with the at the same day as the fourth episode of the season. You should have listened to my question, Austin. Oh. This you was said it was filmed after? Filmed. Oh. After <laughs> Oh, no. A lot, lot of tension. Mommy and daddy are <laughs> Maybe? I'm just wondering. I don't know that they had, like, all of the episodes in the can. Although, they do a pretty deep... Which one well, is mommy? I don't know. Who's going to get custody of me and Carol? Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll split you guys up. Okay. Uh, I'm, saying, I'm just wondering... <laughs> was, like, Moshita just under contract and they just dragged him back in there? Or, like... Uh, that I think was... Moshida was just willing to do what it took to get paid. <laughs> I think he had a Professor Lasky like office where he was living in the studio. Yeah, <laughs> hot place. He just like hung out there waiting until uh, he got called on. Oh my god! So when yeah. did he what sleep he with could... Kelly? Um, Moshida slept with Kelly. No, he never did, David, because no teacher ever slept with Kelly. All right, <laughs> we're not going. That's been resolved. <laughs> Although, uh, to like to your point, it. David. Whether, uh, wherever this was filmed, it certainly aired after he, w- the Terrible Test of Verde episode was on TV. Yeah. He would have been known to anyone that was already watching the show as Terrible Test of Verde. Hmm. Even though, and regardless of when they filmed it, they must have known he was going to be on the show because they would have filmed that episode already. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think he just was looking for a paycheck. Yeah, of course he was. His name, hmm. uh, he's what, Flash, the Frank. TV something or other? Yeah. He uh he throws a lot of TV jargon at them, and he's basically the nobody sees the wizard, nobody know how routine guy. Yeah, except he gets to walk around, and his top hat has flashing lights and yeah. wires. It's amazing. And then uh, we go back to Bayside, and we're now we flipped. We're on the other side of the classroom now, but we still have the TV with us, so that Kelly and Jesse can monitor things. It's because we flipped dimensions. No. Uh, and a, a leather-clad, attack-dog-wielding 
truant officer played by Marsha Warfield shows up and threatens to put the missing foursome on permanent detention. I'd like to note, she's not just Marsha Warfield, a badass Marsha Warfield is showing So on. good. Yeah. What are those dogs going to do? Oh. They're going to bite the fucking kids' faces off. Yeah, you guys, I have a question. Is permanent detention, yeah. is, is she killing them? Uh-huh. Is yes. she threatening you, to kill them? And do you re- recognize them from the regular Bayside days? Because I think she made good on it. <laughs> All those extras. It's, it's being devoured by dogs. I'd al- <laughs> I also like to note that it's uh, Jesse and Kelly in the classroom, and Marsha Warfield is wearing a leather jacket like Tori would. Oh my god! Oh, Mar- yeah. She also has big uh, shoulder fringe guys. That are yeah, really she kind of she kind of looks like uh, in that clip they show towards the end when from the episode where Screech dresses up as Michael Jackson. Yeah. She kind of looks like she's wearing that outfit in black leather. I'm sure it's the same outfit. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm I'm 100% sure it's not the same outfit. Yeah, it's like an epaulette with an, isn't it like a bodysuit? Like, aren't we seeing full leg? Or am I remembering it wrong? Uh, no, it's it's like she's got like leather pants on. Oh, I'm seeing her as just like in a Beyonce, like, unitard, <laughs> like her puss out. It's not far from that, and in the the visual context of this yes. show, it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. I just love her entrance and her exit, which we will get to. I couldn't believe when she showed up. It was like, <laughs> it was like getting on nitrous oxide for the first time. Well, and, I just, oh. well, what's weird... I just couldn't imagine how she wanted to kill those kids. <laughs> oh, my God. What's weird is if you are watching this, and this is kind of giving you a preview for all these shows, including Saved by the Bell... <laughs> You'd believe she was, like, a regular on this show. Yeah. Oh, totally. She fits right in. Oh, my God. I would love love this whole show <laughs> if she had never left, you guys. It's like glimpsing into an alternate superior dimension and just being like, oh. Do you think that since it was season one, they just tried to get Belding, and he's like, no, I'm above this. <laughs> Maybe. It was I mean, she's no, I don't think that Belding could have. Above right? anything. Oh, yeah, no. This, I mean, she's... The reason that they never talk about a truant officer in any other episode is because they just have Belding show up and be like, why aren't you in class? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's one less actor to pay, but I don't know why they didn't just do that here. But I can see how this is early enough on that Dennis Haskins' spirit had not been crushed enough that he would agree to do this. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think he ever was coming from a place of integrity. That's fair. I mean, unless they were trying to, like, give the parents something to watch in terms of, like... Here's an actor from a show you might be familiar with. Yeah, it just with. feels like false advertising. With I know. Is yeah. this before Night Court or is it during? During, during. it is okay. Because Night Court ran uh, well eighty four to ninety three. All right. Yeah, eighty four to ninety two. And then Marsha Warfield IMDb. got on in eighty six. Yeah, I know that right. all that's off the top of my head because I'm yeah, that was I'm I'm using the crack research team Bitsenhopper. That's just that's pure Bitsenhopper. <laughs> or I was just curious and I looked it up earlier today. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love that, that you would just know it. She looks so good in this. Like yeah. she's the badass bitch we need. <laughs> no, she yeah, looks she, awesome. Uh, so I want her good. to break out a nightstick and start busting some kneecaps and such. Oh my god, yes! I want her to do a routine with it. I want her to do a fan dance. I want her to. Be around. Oh my god, I would give up 100 maxes just for 10 more Marsha Warfields. And at first, when she came in, there's the dogs, uh-huh. but to me it first looked like one dog with two heads. Wow. <laughs> and I just choose to remember it that way. 
That's badass. Fine. Two-headed dog. I mean, it, yep. Two-headed like a uh, German Shepherd or Doberman Pinscher. Doberman, yeah. Yeah. I really want to talk about the next cartoon that they well, brought. Okay, so yes. we've had uh we've had an alien puppet. A very racially sensitive cartoon. We've yeah. had Marsha Warfield, so what what's it time for? A little casual racism. <laughs> <laughs> Will you do the voice, Austin? The T <laughs> Come on, Austin. Uh, I feel like uh, there's no way this ends well <laughs> for anyone. Uh the T V four come across a Japanese shrine. And there's a little glowing jade figurine in the middle of it. A pagoda. And they hear, mm-hmm. mis- yes, of a pagoda. And they hear Mr. Miyagi giving a plug for his new animated Karate Kid series. What does he sound like, Austin? <laughs> he sounds like Mr. Miyagi sounds. Well, he sounds like someone they paid to do a cheap impression yeah. of Mr. Miyagi. Is that not the real path? Well, I looked up on IMDb yeah. and what it, what it insinuated... I think was <laughs> that voice. IMDb, you Randy Minx. <laughs> they, they need citation. That voice was the real Pat Moriart. Moriart. Oh, really? Yeah, Moriart. Well, why didn't he appear? I just assumed what? since he didn't see him that it couldn't have been see? him. You're racist because that was him. But the <laughs> but maybe I'm wrong. But definitely in the actual cartoon, it was not him. Oh. Oh, okay. I don't I think it was ima- him in the special either. It's it didn't possible. even sound like him. Yeah, I can't imagine I they like. would have ponied up the dough to pay him to do the... Mm-hmm. So you guys, did you know that there was a Karate Kid cartoon where they, like, blow up battleships <laughs> and <know>. stuff? <laughs> Daniel-san just, like, uh, straight up murders a boat full of people, right? <laughs> like, he's surfing on a torpedo and so then gets cool. caught by a plane and blows up a ship. And I'm like, he went from fighting bullies to that? <laughs> well, he painted that fence, and it made him really good at karate, and he can blow up a boat now. I didn't remember that this cartoon... I remembered pretty much all of these cartoons, but I did not remember the Karate Kid cartoon. I feel, right, this, this was the one where I was like, I had no idea this existed. I want to say when I saw it, it was like just a vague... And maybe it's just my yeah. me pretending like I remembered it. It's just like, eh, I kind of remember something stupid. Yeah. But there were a yeah. lot of stupid cartoons like that at yeah, that time, just so I could be confusing with many other like. Well, I'm I'm uh, the crack research team has pulled up some information on the Karate Kid animated. Wait, can series. I make a guess? Sure. Twelve episodes. Thirteen. Yeah, which is why yeah. we don't remember it. Yeah. Uh, and according to this, uh, Pat Morita was credited as NBC live action introduction. Okay. So it sounds like they probably had him film like a Zach introing the Miss Bliss episodes kind of thing yep. and then just had some other dude be Mr. Miyagi. Um what did the guy sound like that they had be Mr. Miyagi? Kind of like Mr. Miyagi but not quite. Like, like can you give me a demonstration close, Austin? But not quite the same thing. Austin I want to hear <laughs> I also love in his in his uh voiceover they mention you know me and Danielson and our new friend Taki. <laughs> which yeah. is just the like animated series let's shoehorn in a, a new character <laughs> yep yeah i kind of remember james or like the same memory kind of as like the james bond jr show yep. yeah and yep. it was weird how he was blowing up all this stuff the animation on this did look pretty nice it was like a nice anime kind of blend well i think the blowing up the boat was from the opening sequence Good. Yeah, probably. It deserves to be. That's that's the kind of thing you want to see week in, week out. <laughs> yeah, I want to watch Daniel that. Daniel straight up murdering dudes on a boat. For 13 <laughs> weeks straight, I want to watch that. It was so good to see all these 80s colors and shapes again. <laughs> yeah. Like It was like serial watching perfection. 
Why couldn't the rest of the series be more like this? Next, we have Zack and Slater arguing over who's going to go through a door bubbling smoke. And while mm-hmm. they're fighting, Smoke Lisa door. goes in, and they follow How her, and she says... How much special effects budget for this episode? Like, $80. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> However much dry ice and water costs. <laughs> so they go through, and Lisa says, well, there's only one place this could be. It's obviously Smurf Village. Mm-hmm. And it was covered in snow. Like, it's off-season Smurf Village now. And what were those Smurfs smoking to make the door like that? Oh, <laughs> The same kind of stuff the creators of this special were smoking. Oh, they were smoking Smurf. Smurf herb. And we find out that uh, Lisa loves the Smurfs, apparently. Yeah. Well, she has to. She's contractually David, obligated. You, uh, David, will you add that to her character? Yeah, loves Smurfs. So this was funny. That's weird, because the Smurfs are hierarchy yeah. based off of KKK. Say what now? Because of the, like, hat colors. It, like mirrors a KKK like oh. wizard like hat I colors they were more, pointed hoods. They'd be too communist for Lisa because you know she's all about being the rich <laughs> elite. That's true. That's true too. So this was funny to me because I always remembered that late in the Smurfs run there was a shitty season where they did time travel. <laughs> and they pretty this much, was that shitty season. Every episode, they rearrange the crystals, and they go to a different time period, and they get fucked with by a different era's equivalent of Gargamel. <laughs> oh, it would, and it was the same character. It would just be Gargamel in ancient Greece, and then caveman Gargamel. And All shows Egyptian. should have to do that in their last season. That's no. awesome. To, to be fair, so on paper, it sounds kind of awesome. Yeah, no, it's awesome. It's awesome. You guys, no. And I love when the MacGuffin is power crystals. Yeah. That's, like, my favorite. Even yeah, if they're time-traveling is... power crystals? Yeah, especially yeah. if, dude. Right. Yeah, it was. I just uh, looked it up, Ryan. It was the last season oh. of the Smurfs. That yeah. Was. was it still called the Smurfs, though? It wasn't like Smurfs something something? It was no, just, according like... to IMDb, it's just the Smurfs, 1981 to 1990. Yeah. And uh, season nine was 89 to 90. Well, and the Smurfs was like a European show. Yeah, yeah they're uh, it's French. a Belgian oh, comic Belgium? strip. I, or yeah, French, and they're maybe. called something different in every country, too. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's always right, some weird words. That's the name of them and the thing they call everything. It's different in every country, right? Right. But it's such like a eleventh hour, like trying to make it more interesting, but killing it instead, yeah. kind of an invention. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so after Smurf Village, we emerge in Camp Candy, and you guys, they're oh, like hanging out with fucking John Candy. God, this is the best episode ever. Yeah. This, this is, is the like, best guest. This isn't on. even. This isn't like animated John Candy. This is like John, like, hi, I'm John Candy. I'm taking a break from making like hit comedic movies to appear in this shitty special to promote my cartoon. He wanted to make sure his show did well and failed at it. I just want to point out that they couldn't get Mr. Miyagi, but they did get John Candy. The thing I remember about Camp Candy, besides not watching it, is that at the end of the theme song, he would be like, Good morning, happy campers! Everywhere! And that's the only thing. And I remember we would all say it, and then we'd, like, change the channel. <laughs> I, it was on too early for yeah. me. I remember, like, barely ever catching it. I remember watch. I I remember enjoying Camp Candy. I'm also pretty sure I had a little prepubescent crush on one of the girls in Camp Candy. On John Candy? Uh, not on... Not on uh, <laughs> Not an animated candy, but on, on John, John candy. candy. Yeah, on John Candy. 
as a girl from Nothing But Trouble. <laughs> have you seen that? I have not. Oh, oh yeah, my God. Yeah, it's got it's Tupac in it. Does it? Yes, dude. And Humpty. <gasps> I was too busy watching Life with Louie. Or... Oh, oh yeah. That yeah. was later. Yeah. That's a good yeah. contrasting point. Yeah, who's... <laughs> Who's hotter, Louis Anderson or John, John Candy? Candy. John well, Candy. now? You're right, David. Got in one. <laughs> uh, so after John Candy gives us a clip of all of the fun stuff they'll be doing on Camp Candy this season, uh, they have to get out of there to find their master programmer. Wait, I want to say real quick, too. These clips are really esoteric. Like, they don't, like, encapsulate the spirit of the show or anything. They're just like, here's 12 seconds of the yeah. show. Yeah. Going into this episode and knowing, like, that it was a promotional kind of thing, I was expecting a lot more, like, promotional stuff. Like, yeah. more of just a, here is the gist of our show. And Alf would be like, in Alf Tales, we do blah, 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 blah. But it really is. It's like 15 seconds of random animation from the show. It's not even clear that it's two separate elf cartoons. Yeah, I didn't even realize that. I only yeah. did because I remembered it. Like, I sort of remembered it, and I looked it up to confirm. And then, but yeah. And then, like, when Elf's talking about Elf Tales and the Wizard of Oz, you're, I was kind of like, like, I, just me being older, I'm like, well, I assume that's just one episode, but theoretically, is that, like, the entire season as they, like, go through the Wizard of Oz, or... I think yeah. it's a different story each episode. Yeah, I assume so, and I guess... They me could knowing... have made that clearer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> none, none of it was made clear, we'll put it that way. Yeah. So then, after leaving Camp Candy, we're back in crazy laser tag land. Woo! And there's a bunch of road signs listing NBC shows like Cheers, The Cosby Show, and Kate and Allie. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Go yeah, on that... Cheers. Don't go on The Cosby Show. I know. Yeah, exactly. Don't, Don't go down that road, people. I know it seemed like a good idea then. But not now. Uh, and then Blur shows up again and tells them that they need to use their imagination to reach the master programmer. <laughs> yeah, that's dangerous to tell, like, you know, teenage boys just to use their imagination. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised this didn't turn into a porno at this point. <laughs> that's next episode. Mm-hmm. He's like, use my imagination, like, talk to a, uh, a, a get a washed up show and make a crappy animated version of it, or <laughs> mil- milk a existing franchise. Yeah. Or... Although Zach, uh, Zach once again plays the creeper card and jokes that Screech imagined him and Lisa on Gilligan's Island. Gross. Uh, instead, what Screech does is imagine the other thing teenage boys think about a lot, which is video games. Yeah. Oh my and god! And he imagines up old school NES an controller. enormous. Well, not the old school, the joystick one that sucked that nobody would want to use. Yeah, no, that, like you got awesome. it and you were like, "What the fuck did I want this for?" It's awesome if it's life size, David. If I can really <laughs> hug that joystick with my body and stamp the button. Yeah, but you. The joystick's too far from the buttons. Your legs You're too far from the buttons. Yeah, fuck you, David. <laughs> you need to have a... It's called a friend, and you play two-player. So you guys... Uh, if I, like, had to only, like, direct Link, and my friend had to, like, use the sword and the boomerang... Do you guys... I'd end up with a murdered friend. I'm taking you on with life-size Super Nintendo controllers right. of the NBA Jam or anything. In the divisive issue of distance between controller and buttons on the NS, <laughs> NES joystick. I take your side. They were too fucking far apart. Oh, wow. Well, you're supposed to play it with... Anyway, um, it was arcade style. So, I think we can all agree... No. If there was one NBC Saturday morning cartoon that we all tuned in for... <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, this is all a setup for a plug for Captain and the Game Master. That, 
That show was great. Well, it really was. even as a kid, I had a love-hate relationship with that show. Yes, yes. Because, yes. like, I loved the idea of it, but the boy, did they bastardize every, like, beloved video game character I had. Well, they, they made Simon Belmont, like, a really, like... Hunty, British, yeah. dandy. Well, he had, like, uh, he was a narcissist. Yeah, he was, like, a yeah. narcissist and a coward, and I'm just like, but he's supposed to be badass. And why was he wear? why was he always wearing, like, a fur-trimmed safari jacket? Yeah. He looked like a bomber. vampires in a medieval world? <laughs> it gets and cold King- in Transylvania, Austin. I guess. And then King Hippo from Mike Tyson's Punch Out for some reason is a villain. That's yeah. was weird to me when I was a kid, and it's weirder now. And his nipples right. always freaked me out. Yeah, what was it? Tape? I'm like thinking about his nipples. What was going on? <laughs> oh yeah. They're just very black and droopy and I don't know. Oh, Dude. and they do that eggplant character, which yeah. is a black oh, from stereotype that Japan does. And then it's bad when we do what Japan does, because yeah. only Japan can get away with certain well, things. Well, because there's no black people there. And then, so it's not then Mother Brain talks, and I'm like, why would you <laughs> Yeah, it's like fingernails down the chalkboard. Well, and it's just, that's I, not Mother Brain. I don't know. Yeah. I remember there was a Tetris episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mega Man can't, always says Mega in front of everything. Mega, Mega oh, Man. Yeah, me, right. me, 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 yeah. <laughs> Subhuman. But at the end of the day, the idea of a kid having a light gun and a control pad belt buckle that actually, like, controls time and no, whatnot is awesome. pretty fucking badass. Well, it was just a time, like, we talked about Nintendo cereal a couple weeks ago. It was I want to talk a, about it again right now. It was just a period <laughs> where Nintendo anything was very enticing. Yeah. Did we sing the song? You did, yes. Okay, great, great, great. I'm also 100% <laughs> sure that I had a prepubescent crush on the princess in Captain America. Oh. Which princess was it? She has brown she, hair and a circlet, she was and she's a, not a, from anything. She was not a video game princess. She was, like, the princess of video games, but she she wasn't based off of any actual, like, video Yeah, she game was, like, an character. original. Yeah. And Excuse Me Princess had, like, was the Zelda Right, character. so right. what was better, the the Captain Lou Albino Mario Brothers or the Captain Lou Albino Zelda or Ca- Captain N? Right here. Well, I'm gonna go with the Zelda. Well, you know the Zelda uh, Link and Princess ended up in the Captain N world. Yeah, like, they crossed over. Were they the same? They did the same voice actors. I can tell you that much. Mm-hmm. All right, so canon. Yeah. Yeah, and the, but then like I remember because I watched it and they like ended up Captain N ended up going to Hyrule and as a kid I'm watching it and then like the princess is like Link, and then they like they get woken up whatever I forget what happens but then the princess is like Link you need to go to bed and then she kisses him on the cheek. And I'm like, what the hell? That was like the whole premise of the original, like, yeah, yeah. Legend of Zelda was kid. him just trying to, you know, sexually assault. assault. <laughs> and then Zelda. there's the episode where he got turned into a frog and yeah. she still wouldn't kiss him. Yeah, he cried. Well, excuse me, princess. And he got kissed by the fairy instead. That's right. That's but so then, yeah. But then, it, then they're casually kissing in the uh, Captain N universe, and I was very confused. Yeah, you're like, they... they Did you learn something about continuity that day, (laughs) baby David? Listen, I already had my love-hate relationship with Captain N. I still didn't even get what they were trying to do with Mother Brain, but... I'd like to watch some Captain N, though. Oh, I'd watch every episode all over again, don't get me wrong. (laughs) Yeah. I got it on DVD if you ever want to watch it. Do you really? Oh, yeah, totally. Dude, I'm coming over. Slumber Party. (laughs) Can we have a slumber party? Can we make a fort and watch it? the entire series? Years ago. Yeah, the whole thing. How long did it run? Uh, not very long, like maybe 24 episodes. Yeah. 
something like that. Like it's not a, it's like a couple of discs. But I feel like it got a little more serious near the end. Yeah, it may have. I forget. It's been. I mean, it's been a long time since I watched it in any kind of. But so when I was watching all these promos, I was just like, these cartoons fucking suck. All of them. Yeah. But Captain N is. I I stand by Captain N. (laughs) Yeah. Thirty three. Thirty three episodes. Wow. One. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go so far as to call it, um, like true Japanese animation, but it definitely had more of, like, an anime style yeah. for the time compared to, like, some of the other animation that uh, that we saw in this episode. Yeah. Which I think was part of the appeal for me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, this is back when everything was self-painted. It, it just mm-hmm. all looks very different than the computer days, yeah. a.k.a. Yeah. right now. It also bugged me that Mother Brain was, like, the main villain, but Metroid wasn't in the... Right. It'd be nice to see some Samus. Yeah. Right? So, anywho... Back in the world of not Captain and the Game Master, Kelly and Jesse are warning the four stuck in the TV that the truant officer Marshall Warfield great. is on the warpath. So great. But they're like, hey, we're we're in the Chipmunks neighborhood now. And Kelly loves the Chipmunks, and Jesse thinks their music is great, which <laughs> is further proof that Jesse is the worst. That was a, such an awkward Oh, and their music is terrific too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they're saying, a, "Do a... you love me?" Right? Yeah. So, you guys, can, can I talk about this? <laughs> sure. Can you? Because this is my favorite part of the whole thing, where it's like, "All right, so we're gonna watch the Chipmunks, and they're singing, Do you love me?'" And there's like these iguanas oh, in their house, yeah. and they're running around, and they, then they, they're like three-way pulling taffy. Well, the, the end of the, of the clip the is it's like. Dough to make bread or something? It's not really clear what it is. But okay, we say it's taffy. Iguanas love taffy. I don't know what it was. But then the iguanas are pulling it, yeah, in three directions, like really, really far. And then it just cuts (laughs) off. And then Roz is like, what on earth was that? (laughs) And I was like, no shit. What, what, what were we watching? Well, as a, as a tangent a little, when I think about the chipmunks, I think about a cartoon I watched a heck of a lot as a kid. The Chipmunks Air Adventure? And there's nothing about the Chipmunks I liked. <laughs> and all it did is right. prove that if you put anything animated on a TV, <laughs> I'm going to be watching it. Like That's, yeah. that's going to be my go-to because, boy, did I not care anything about the Chipmunks if it's still watch it all the time. I have this same experience. Like, I totally <laughs> just, like, hate-watched yeah. Chipmunks as a kid. Well, because kid. I'm like, well, what's my other option? Watch a non-cartoon? That just yeah, it was, like, <laughs> Matlock or yeah. Court at that time. Mm-hmm. Also, has anybody else... So I watched a lot of this Chipmunks cartoon and hating it. Did anybody watch The Great Chipmunks Adventure? I've seen parts of it. it I think I've I re- seen it. I rewatched it as an adult, and it's really fucked up. And I won't tell you too much tangents, but I could. But like that animation studio, very obviously switches hands. Like the quality goes down oh, really? as you're watching. Because I've seen like the first ten minutes, and it's really it's really nice. well done. Yeah. They're like trying to be Disney, and then they yeah. like stop trying to be Disney. They lost their funding. And yeah, like, then money started drying. <laughs> when they saw the, what the plot was, when they read the script, they pulled all the money out. They said, "We spent how much money on a Chipmunks movie?" <laughs> Um, did you remember, do you guys remember Chipmunks Go to the Movies? No. That was similar to the, uh, Smurf season with the crystals. <gasps> they go in oh, time so they with... go to different movies. <laughs> they, they do, uh, they basically redo movies. Right. And every Is episode... Is No. But every episode's <laughs> like a movie parody, uh, that is... The Chipmunks, What's and that? it was like the last thing before there were no Chipmunks again. Did for a they while. parody Jodie Foster's The Accused? 
They did now. With Chip at on the on the pinball machine. Yeah. <laughs> they did uh, the Pelican Breed. Yeah. God, that'd be terrible. Did they, do they did Desperately Seeking Susan. Deep yeah. Uh, <laughs> Schindler's List. Looking for Mr. Goodbye. That was a touching yeah. episode. Hey, the David. day the clown died. David, yeah. did you notice in uh, this scene? I can tell you that I did not. They're, <laughs> they're in music class, and again, like. Apparently, this TV just follows them around like a dog mm-hmm. throughout the day. Uh, but did you notice that Jesse was holding a flute and Kelly a cello? Oh, I kind of. Which is the, the instruments yeah. they played in that very first mm. episode. <gasps> Canon, you guys. Canon. This tied together the whole series <laughs> in a way that none of the endings Well, it have. goes to show that this, like, tossed-off promotional thing cares more about continuity than any episode of the actual show did. Oh, yeah. oh my god. I was also confused at this point because Marsha Warfield's like, if they're not back in five minutes, they're going to get eaten by my dogs. And I'm like, <laughs> if you're the truant officer, aren't they already truant? That's what I don't understand about this whole thing. Is It seems like the only require It's just like the theme song, yes. which they sort of get into, where yes. it's like oh there's this God. very illogical take on what it means to not be there. For some reason, if they can just show up before the end of class, they're not late? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't get it. So. I love it. Mar- so we're in the master Mar- program. Marshall Warfield is also going to have students eaten alive by her dogs. <laughs> I don't know if that's the most illogical part of this entire thing. No, time. that's. That's the third part of the theme song. If I'm not there in time, Marsha Warfield will eat me with the dogs and it'll be all right. You think she actually eats the students with the dogs? Yeah. 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 And mashed potatoes. That's why why the classes are so small, because anytime you're late, you get eaten by Marsha Warfield and her dogs. Hey, homeboy, pass me the mashed potatoes. (laughs) When those dogs eat my intestines, it won't be all right. Uh, so we're in the master programmer's office at last, and we do the Wizard of Oz bit where they're all too scared to go up to him, but so then they go up together. Wait, the other person Carol guessed it would be was Scott Bayo. <laughs> oh, yeah, I uh, forgot. It that's was... actually a pretty good guess. Yeah. In they're the end, it turns dancing. out to be George Jefferson. Yep. <laughs> Rest in peace. Why? I, well, I mean, he was on NBC at the time, I assume. I think he hadn't been on NBC for a while, and that's why he agreed to do this. <laughs> I mean, I was just going to dial up our research team here and see what uh, what he may have been doing. So I uh, think this, this is the afterlife still, obviously. Okay. And I think because in the Jefferson's theme song, it says, get ourselves a big old apartment in the sky. Mm-hmm. That's the where we are sky, now. Sky, I, I. Yeah. So do you think that when he became yeah. the master programmer was when he finally got his piece of the pie? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I just, uh, I feel like we forgot to mention that Marsha Warfield loves Lawrence Welkin, so. Oh yeah, I did oh, write yeah. that down and then we, we <laughs> I just, it needed that, to yeah. be stated that though. She does not like the chipmunk, she prefers <laughs> Lawrence Welkin. You know, she has lasting taste. <laughs> I, I would I would like a third option. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Chipmunks are chipmunk Lawrence Welkin. <laughs> Fuck, like, you're in prison and you can only listen to one. We only have two cassettes for the rest of eternity. <laughs> for this whole car trip. <laughs> uh, so let's see here. It looks like uh, the Jeffersons ended in 85. And uh, you had the 227, which I think was a spin-off. Maybe not. No, he was in an not epi- the Jeffersons. Mm. Yeah, no, he was in an episode of... Sherman Hemsley was in an episode of that. Uh-huh. 
Uh, but from 86 to 91, he was in a TV show called Amen. Oh, I remember Amen. He played Deacon Ernest Fry, but I don't know if that was on NBC or not. It had to be, assume it had right? to be if, he, and that's, if it was over yeah, that. Yeah, and that's why he's on this, playing the part of the Wizard of Oz. All right. Um, so he tells them there's been this whole running subplot about how he needs like one more show to fill out his available time slot. And he's going to use the TV four and their other friends from Bayside to fill that last available slot. Fill my slot. Fill my slot. And then we see a whole bunch of clips from season one. Yeah, but he's talks... like, this is what it'll look like. And so are we to assume that they don't know that that's what's going to happen? Like, is he showing them the future or their past? He's showing them themselves from another dimension. <laughs> no, see, he's... we're the watchers on this side, mm. and they have lived it. They don't see the cameras in the Saved by the Bell universe, but he's showing them not only the cameras' view, but the control room. Mm. He's been secretly filming them <laughs> for a year, and now he's turning into a show. He's just a secret pervert, is that right? Mm-hmm. All right. Just like Zach. But, I mean, like, is this how Zach becomes the golden child? Like, yes. he's imbued yeah. with the power to yes. be the center of the Bayside universe because it's and best for the show because that's what the programmer dictates. Mm-hmm. The master gonna, programmer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say that this exists outside of continuity. No, you're wrong. Saying. Okay. What? And I'll that's why Zach talks to the audience yes. because after this episode, he realizes he's on a TV show. He's like show. he's woke now. Mm-hmm. In a very Everybody different way. Else very different way. It's the same way. It's the same matrix, you guys. Uh, it's yeah, Everybody else must have amnesia, but Zach keeps it, and having gone behind the curtain, like, true Oz fashion has given him extra powers. Okay. Also, so, I liked when... Is his name Wheezy in the show? No, that's his George. Wife. Yeah, George. George <laughs> Jefferson. I like when George, like, said that he liked to scare children. I think that was, like, the whole plot of the show. He's putting them in all the predicaments when he snuck up on them and then he was nice. And then I liked when he said, watching you, kids will never know what to expect. And I think the Saved by the Bell series did uphold that theme That's stated. true, because you watch them and you think that's what school's gonna be like and you get there and you're like, that was way off. And we didn't know if it was a Tory episode or just yet. We never knew what the fuck was going to happen True. going into these yeah, shows. Yeah, you never knew who played Herbert Hodis or <gasps> where Jesse's stepbrother went. Could have been at the beach. Or could yeah, have been at gonna, the Mystery Weekend yeah, place. Were you going to turn it on? Is it gonna, was it going to be a, a gray beach episode or was it going to be a back at Bayside episode? Could have been at the mall for four episodes. Well, maybe you're like, oh, wizard? maybe this is the episode that Zach doesn't come out ahead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. no. <laughs> there was some early on where you didn't. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Don't ruin my joke, Ryan. And you ruined so, it yourself. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so Mr. Jefferson announces that, that he's going to call the show Saved by the Bell, and Slater's like, why is that? And I says, know. You'll find, ba- you'll find out soon enough. I got really mad right here because I'm like, you've never told us. We'll <laughs> never find out. You're lying to me. Weezy. Well, don't worry about it because like 30 seconds later, he sends them. I was just going to say, in one of the <laughs> clips, we also see Screech orgasm, and that's something I didn't want to see again. Which oh, yeah, when he, part? He talks about their young, fresh faces. Yeah, and, and then, then uh, you see yeah, Screech orgasm. Yeah, when he's getting the Heimlich from Kelly. <gasps> yeah, and he's like, ah. <laughs> and that phone comes out of his mouth. Out of his yeah. dick. Yeah, he can breathe know. again. There's that, too. <laughs> so, uh, Mr. Jefferson sends everybody back to Bayside. 
and they arrive just before the lunch bell rings and are thus saved by it, Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I was going to ask, how is this being saved by the bell? You know, it's not the lava theory that I was working on. <laughs> Wouldn't it be better if they came after the bell? Yeah. Like, wouldn't it be more clear? Also, how does this truant officer, these kids just materialize out of nowhere in the hallway. She doesn't care at all. <laughs> yeah, my comment was, so Marsha Warfield more or less rolls with the sudden appearance of four students before well, her well, eyes. She's already been dealing with a magically yeah. teleporting TV that just goes yeah. from classroom to classroom and plays chipmunk tunes instead of Lawrence Welk <laughs> like she'd prefer. Yeah, I don't think it's a coincidence that she shows up on this episode where all this crazy magic is happening. I'm pretty sure she's some kind of time cop. Yeah, she is a time cop. Yeah. I like that. I like that. So, just to lay out the scenario, here, <laughs> mm-hmm. these four kids have been absent from school, or truant in the parlance of old timers, since the beginning of the day. They have now been teleported into their school scant moments before the lunch bell rings. The truant officer who's about to set her man-eating dogs upon them is forced to not let her dogs chow down on them because the lunch bell rings moments after they arrive. Thus, they are somehow saved by the bell because it's okay to miss half the school day, but not like 51% of the school day. No, what it really is, is Marsha Warfield is a time cop officer from the future sent to save our past from the Saved by the Bell series. And her job is to get the master programmer to not create the Saved by the Bell show. Well, it didn't work out. And she ended up failing... No shit. And that's why she never actually appears on the show, because then she was erased from existence. Well, I think she's demoted to another dimension. I think we're all Matryoshka dolls of different universes, and we can see the superior universe through this brief lens. (laughs) It's like when the moon has an eclipse or something, and we can see what it would have been like in the Marsha Warfield Bayside. You guys, I don't think... We'll get to the bottom <laughs> of what this means exactly. No, I think it's all out. I think we can all agree that it does explain the title of the series. <laughs> I That's disagree. <laughs> well, it doesn't make sense, but it explains where it came from. I guess. I guess. Maybe. The end. It all makes sense now. This was the most satisfying climax to this series. What a true gift. I wasn't expecting this kind of closure. This was hands down like one of the most bad shit insane things I've ever watched. This is kind of awesome. This is where you you appreciate it at the end because then it changes everything you watched before. And you can Uh just rewatch it with the new knowledge you've gained. And it's a completely right. different series. So are you saying we should rewatch the whole series again? Yep. Yeah, it's like Memento. We yeah. have to start okay. at the top. Let's do it. This is this is the key that unlocks everything. I feel really relieved. What if so that was it... our new podcast that we just watched again? <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Like, I mean, we... Saved by the Bell post Who Shrunk Saturday Morning <laughs> reviewed. Saved by the Bell reviewed, reviewed. We could yeah. review our previous reviews. And yeah. pretty much every episode, we're just like, man, wouldn't Marsha Warfield have been this? <laughs> I, I want her two-headed dog to breathe fire on these dudes. <laughs> yeah. I am never going to forget her. <laughs> She's right, like 9-11. So I'm going to ask you guys our usual question, but I'm also going to throw you a little curveball. Oh, boy. Well. So, uh, Ryan, we'll start with you. What lesson did you learn from this episode? Wow. 
I want. Can I have learned a factoid instead of a sure. lesson? Sure. Because I learned, I relearned something I had forgotten, which is that Alf had two cartoons. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. And Ryan, yes. of all of the various guests we met in this episode, pimping their new Saturday morning cartoon show, mm-hmm. which was your favorite? <sighs> That's hard, but I'm going to have to go with the the fakey impression of Mr. Miyagi <laughs> that came out of a pagoda. I don't think you had any competition for that one. <laughs> I mean, it had some pretty good guest stars. Yeah. Uh, David, what did you learn from this episode? I learned that uh, Marsha Warfield is a time cop. Slay, queen, slay. <laughs> and I learned that uh, if you shrink too far, you end up in an alternate TV universe. <laughs> and I uh, learned that uh, where where the term saved by the bell came from. It means when the bell rings after you've already been saved. Yes. All right. Who is saved your favorite of the various guests featured in this episode? Uh, and I, Marsha Warfield, obviously. Yeah, yeah no. You can, that's acceptable. Or can I say her two-headed flying <laughs> certainly say fire-breathing dog? That dog's name is Lord Booberry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so your favorite guest appearance was Lord Booberry. <laughs> yes. Okay. The one in uh, my Carol. mind. <laughs> yes. Carol, what did you learn from this last um, from this episode? I learned that Ant-Man goes into the vagina and that it's just a short walk from the butt. Yeah. <laughs> so, just, just a hop, skip, and a jump. So I know how to read in between short, those lines. A short stroll along the taint. <laughs> well, the lady taint, which is different, is kind of that's true. It's kind that's of more true. of a bumpy road, yeah. I think. Yeah. No, it's kind of sad that Marvel, like comics in general, they just start going adult because it makes all these conversations less fun when it actually has happened in print. Uh-huh. Right. I know. Well, no, I think they have to have access to the material. For God's sake, I'm so <laughs> sick of like neutered cartoons that don't fuck. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> Japan is way ahead of us. You um. And my favorite guest person was David's too, like Marsha Warfield. I'll go for her instead of Lord Booberry's because <laughs> she just rolls in like fucking Grace Jones, like in that commercial where Grace Jones is driving that Porsche out of her own mouth in the sands. That's what it was like. It was like Beyonce. How other people feel about Beyonce, I felt about Marsha Warfield in this episode. It was amazing. Witness. Uh, I learned that uh, the reason that Zach turns and talks to the TV audience is because he knows he's on a TV show. It all makes mm-hmm. sense now. And I also learned that uh, after he won that uh, karate trophy with that pretty bitch and crane kick, <laughs> Daniel-san went on for a career as an international espionage agent of some kind where he was, like, murdering dudes left and right. Yeah, and he had something against seamen. Yeah, do, yeah. do we know what those magic shrines were supposed to do? I, no. <laughs> <laughs> Get Promote on that the crack Karate Kid cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and my favorite guest appearance was hands down John Candy. He's the yeah. other hot, hot heat we have to recognize. Yeah. He wasn't funny. No, but he was John Candy. <laughs> he was in, like rubbing elbows with Zach and Screech, and it was bizarre. And he looked good. Not like yeah. he did. Like at Cool Runnings, you could kind of tell he was going to yeah. die soon. Yeah. No, he looked he like was... charming and happy. Yeah, he looked fun. I'm just saying. He looked fun. He looked really fun. I wish he was here right now. I do too. I miss John Candy. No, I like John Candy. I'm not saying John Candy isn't funny. He just was not funny. 
in this. Well, it's not his fault. Oh no, I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying that's why I didn't get excited about it because right. he was making bad jokes without a laugh track, so they felt even flatter. <laughs> Well, he's still hotter than Louis Anderson. He is much <laughs> yeah, hotter than Louis Anderson. Louis Anderson should have been the penguin. Oh. <laughs> uh, David, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, at Dr. Brits, Dr. Spelled Out, and the real gentleman of leisure.com. And Ryan, how about you? I got a website. It's ohyesverynice.com. That's O-H-Y-E-S, verynice.com. It's going to get updated very soon, if not already. So I'll have some new content on there finally. Oh, yes, very nice comics is my Tumblr. I've been posting drawings and stuff on there. Oh, yes, very nice is also my Twitter handle and my Instagram. So those are a lot of ways you can follow me on the internet. And Carol, your turn www.carolinmain.com C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-M-A-I-N Like the street. I don't update that so much. You want to go to my Twitter at Carolyn Main at Twitter or my Tumblr also at Carolyn Main or you may find me on Facebook. I have an artist page and I've got some great stuff coming out. As for me, you can find me talking about my Ruby Topsiders on Twitter at Austin Gorton and you can read my writing at therealgentlemanofleisure.com as for the show, we are Saved by the Bell Reviewed. You can find us online at sbtbreview.com. We have a Facebook page. Our Twitter account is at sbtb underscore reviewed. Uh, download and listen to us via iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play. Rate and review us. All that fun stuff. Uh, and also, uh, we will be starting a new podcast shortly after... Uh, this episode goes up when should be in like uh, three weeks or something, right? Yeah, we will be rolling right into uh, a new a new show called a very special episode. Yay! Because we're all very special. Because we're all very special, and uh, I guess the elevator pitch is we will be talking about the uh, so-called very special episodes of various TV shows on sort of a rotating informal basis. Is that uh, does that sound good, good Ryan? Sounds good to me. Right. This is our <laughs> this is our uh, our first promo. And we're just kind of doing it off the cuff. Yeah, but yeah, if you want to keep following us, I think yeah, we're gonna not be all four on it very much anymore. It's gonna be more like two of us and a guest more. I think. Yeah, right? let's just say there'll be very few episodes of Ryan and I on the same. <laughs> oh, <David. laughs> we all uh, we're gonna start off with a batch of uh, of episodes with the four of us. Sort of establishing the format, and then we'll kind of go nuts from there. Yeah, it'll just we're be gonna... me and David every week. <laughs> we're gonna the format here and there too. David, yeah, it's, it'll see. be a place for us to sort of bring our own uh, madcap, zany brand of humor to you a guys... wide variety of pop culture. <laughs> topics. I have a lot of really weird shows that I am gonna make some oh, yeah. of you and all of you deal with. We're gonna mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. No, I got some. We got some ideas. David, stuff lined up. we need to resolve our differences <laughs> no. for this podcast. We like each other, but it does remind me, like, sometimes I watch TV series, and as they go longer, like, certain <laughs> actors are no longer in scenes together very much. <laughs> oh, yeah. It makes me start wondering. <laughs> like, it's like how Martin and Gina couldn't, she wouldn't be in scenes with them anymore. <laughs> yeah. in the series. Martin was, like, running amok. Well, and I guess Kevin Arnold was really harassing Winnie, too. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, apparently he was really giving her a hard time by the end. Aww. Wow. I feel like she sad, kind right? of, like, she wasn't featured very much in later episodes. But in the last episode is a two-parter, and it's all about them. Yeah, they they, get... they have sex in a bar. Yikes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll have uh, 
right by the time this goes up, we should have you know websites and Facebook pages and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'd say watch our Facebook page for, yeah, for info we'll, on that. We'll yeah. definitely be pimping stuff on that. Uh, so for now, for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, I am Austin Gorton, and I am reminding you not to miss NBC's hot new Saturday morning lineup. R.I.P. Saturday morning cartoons. for me before bedtime.
The quietness of darkness. The stories told by firelight. The long nights. The food fights. A summer made of memories at camp. Camp. The moonlight. The sunshine. The rainy days and
when I hit to the C and the clap, you get the clap. Don't give us the clap. Give it. Oh, Too late. Clap. 